Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace, love, and blessings of Allah be with you. Welcome to Ramadan Transformation, day number 23. Last night could have been Laylatul Qadr. I hope you were up late praying. So today we're going to look at a really interesting topic, which is the end. The end of worry. The end of worry. Yeah. That is something the inside out paradigm promises, the end of worry. Uh, as long as you can see the inside out paradigm for what it is, you'll never, there will never be a need for you to worry. And I think you'll find that this reinforces everything you know from Islam. And I think you'll find it makes your life a lot better. And it may well be that you never need to worry again. And you know, you often meet spiritual believers who seem really chilled out. Like they're not worried about anything. It's like, well, what's going on with them? Well, I'm gonna share some ideas about what's going on. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I thought to talk about this was recently one of my friends contacted me. And my friend is a human rights lawyer. And she was working on a particularly troubling case. And I'm going to be as vague as possible so as to not reveal anything that, you know, any identities or whatever. But the case she was working on basically involved um, a Muslim in a Muslim country who had been arrested and was suffering human rights abuses. Now, this guy was pretty much innocent, but he was with some friends and his friends weren't so innocent. And this Muslim country, what they did in this Muslim country is they held them all. They released the friends who were innocent because they didn't contact a human rights lawyer, but because this guy did contact a human rights lawyer, they were being much more harsh with him and harsh in a certain Muslim country where they, where the prisoners suffer human rights abuses is harsh so my friend's a human rights lawyer and human rights lawyer and she calls me up and she's like look you know i don't want to waste your time i don't even know if you can help me with this but <laughs> and i was like try me you know what are you gonna say Explain this she was like i have been working tirelessly on this case i've been working non-stop on this case and now it's reached a point where like it's out of my hands there's literally nothing i can do legally there's nothing I can do in any way, but I am just so worried about this guy because if this most certain country, you know, rejects this appeal, they release certain people, they release people every Ramadan. But if he's not one of the people that's released during Ramadan, he's going to be, you know, he's absolutely screwed. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be suffering these human rights abuses. He's going crazy in there. And she told me more and more the story. And it was, it was, it was very touching and it's very heartbreaking to hear this. You know, an innocent person is in jail suffering human rights abuses. And and I was thinking, man, as a human rights lawyer, I mean, you probably see stuff that I just read about in the news or see on television and movies. Um, but mashallah, she does amazing work. We do do offer this friend of mine. She's doing amazing work in the world. So anyway, she's telling me this story. And her, the, the real problem was she's worrying really, like the, the extent to which she's worrying, she told me she hadn't slept in months. She hadn't slept properly in months. And when she does, she, when she did sleep, she'd be dreaming about the case, you know? So we're talking about real, there's a real psychological toil this was taking on her. And there was something that I could see about the situation that she couldn't see yet. And that's what we talked about. And within about 45 minutes or an hour, probably about an hour, she was like, oh, wow. 
She was just so relieved. You could see it on her face, right? She lit up again. So what happened in those 45 minutes? Well, there was something I could see that she couldn't see. The thing that I'm grounded in that I bring to the table is I can see really clearly the inside out paradigm. And it's not that I see it. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say I can see really clearly the inside out paradigm. So because I could see the inside out paradigm, because I could see our feelings come from thought, not from the situation, that gave me some leverage and it gave me some space to have a real conversation with her. And I said, look, there's two distinctions I'm going to make. The first distinction I'm going to make is that it's actually a lyric from a song written by a friend of mine. Worry ends where faith begins. I got that right? Yeah. Worry ends where faith begins. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know if I said it in those words, but I said, worry ends where faith begins. And I said, look, you have been acting as though you are in charge of whether or not this person suffers human rights abuses. You've been acting as though you are in charge of how much pain this person experiences, right? Because, and it makes sense for you to think like that. I mean, you're the lawyer. If you're successful in your case, he's going to be freed from jail, right? And if you're not, he won't be. But you've been acting as though it's on you. And I said, I want you to remember a hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but he said, if all of the forces in this world were to gather together to harm me, they could only harm me to the extent that Allah has already prescribed for me. And if all of the forces in this world were to do good to me, they could only do good to me to the extent that Allah had already prescribed for me. The pens have been lifted, the ink is dry. And as I said that, she said she experienced just a shudder go through her body, like goosebumps. And, and I continued and I said, you've been acting as though, of course, you need to do your job, right? But you've been acting as though your job isn't to do your job. You've been acting as though your job is to save this person's life. But only Allah can save this person's life. You've been acting as though it's your job to prevent harm from coming to this person. And it's your job to do your job. But ultimately, only Allah can prevent harm from coming to this person. There are factors outside of your control. The judge in that Muslim country needs to make a decision. And you've got nothing to do with that. You've presented your case. You've shown your findings it's absolutely clear where truth lies whether or not they go by that or not is out of your hands and it's even out of the judge's hands ultimately it's in allah's hands and she was like <sighs> she breathed a sigh of relief i said to her it's not up to you whether or not this person suffers it's outside of your control you are not in control and it freaks people out to know that they're not in control, but only when they forget who really is in control. And I, and then I gave her a couple of metaphors. I said, look, you are not the pilot of this case. You, even though you're the head lawyer of the, you know, the, the human rights lawyer, you are not the pilot. You are the plane. Your job, you have an important job to do. You know, you're running the engine. You're, you know, you've got to put your wings out. You've got to do your, you've got to do your job, but you're not the pilot. Allah is in charge. Allah will ultimately determine success or failure. 
you just need to do your job. So that was the first distinction. The second distinction was that that became really obvious from our conversation is that she had been telling her, she had been telling herself, Oh my God, I'll be just, I'll just be so happy when this case is over. And I said to her, it probably really looks to you like if he's freed from jail. And I asked her, how will you feel if he's freed from jail? She's like, Oh my God, I'll be so relieved and so happy. And I said to her, how, how will you feel if he's stays in that jail for the rest of his life? She said, I'll be distraught. And I said, no, you're wrong. You're, 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 it's reasonable for you to think that, but it's actually incorrect because your feelings won't come from the case. And I said to her, your happiness, this is the second distinction I made. I said, your happiness does not depend on the case. Your happiness does not depend on the case because you know what, even if the case is over and even if he's freed, next thing you know, there'll be another case. There'll be another situation. You'll be, you know, maybe you'll be happy for a few minutes for a day. Maybe you won't be, maybe you'll be frustrated at something else. Who knows? I said, you know, what's your next thought going to be? She's like, I don't know. Like everybody, I asked this, what's your next thought going to be? I don't know. Yeah. And feeling comes from thoughts. So you don't know what you're going to be feeling tomorrow, whether or not he's released. And furthermore, she'd been saying to herself over and over and over, God, I'll be so happy when this case is over. I'll be so happy when this case is over. And I said, no, you won't be happy when the case is over. You will never be more capable of being happy than you are right now. You will never be more capable of being happy than you are right now. Happiness, worry, sadness, elation, all comes from thought. It comes from thought. You can't, you don't know what you're gonna be thinking tomorrow, but you do know that this comes from thought. So you will never be more capable of being happy and worry-free than you are right now. If you're enjoying these special Ramadan Transformation podcasts, you're going to love the free book, Timeless Wisdom. To download it and get a free video training series on how the Quran can transform your life, go to www.quranforbusypeople.com. Show my way, show my way, show my way.